Right off the bat, happy birthday to Naomi. Your mom told us that you listen every day and um, that your birthday was today. So happy birthday to you. I posted on Instagram Monday evening about it being a very Monday Monday Mm -hmm. because for me, everything that could have gone a little bit sideways, nothing like super terrible happened, but everything was just you know, like five degrees off. So it was just annoying and frustrating. Yeah. You know, um, Ellie was not into like any independent playtime at all. She, she, the whole, she was just like, hang out with me, hang out with me, hang out with me. Oh, you're not going to, I'm just going to yell. Yeah. Which is her, which is a new thing. Mm -hmm. Started what last month where Mm -hmm. she just randomly screams. Like she screams as though she's been stabbed. Streaks. But she hasn't. She's, yeah. she's just announcing her presence. Yeah. And then, like, my computer, for whatever reason, was just running slower. Just stuff. And I said, what a Monday this Monday has been. And a bunch of people pointed out that there's one of those supermoons happening this week. Like, okay. a full blood flower moon thing. It's the closest the moon will be to the Earth this year. Is is I think this morning, Wednesday, like I think probably by the time you're hearing this, it had already happened. That's number one. And then number two is there's a lunar eclipse, which supposedly throws everything off. So it's not Mercury in retrograde or anything. Could it be that your it was your very first day back after a month of being sick and maybe it was just not the way you planned in your head? Nope. It's the full moon in the eclipse because it's not my fault. And I do think it's interesting, though, that it was a chaotic day without knowing that. You know what I mean? Because I think sometimes when Mercury Mercury retrograde or Mercury in retrograde, however you say it, happens, you're almost looking for stuff to go wrong. I think that regardless, just because... Of you. Me. I feel like your first day back from anything but vacation is always really stressful. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think you're like projecting that energy onto your day. Maybe every time I come back from something, there's a full moon and an eclipse. Maybe it's that. Maybe. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that I like road trips. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the beach. We're headed off to the beach today. We're so excited. Ellie's first beach vacation. So it's going to be wonderful. Although there was a moment in time yesterday when I thought for a few minutes that the trip might have to be delayed. Why? Remember, I don't know how long, time is weird. Four months ago, maybe? And you cut Ellie. Oh, that was like a month and a half ago. But yeah. Okay. See, I told you time is weird. And you you 
clipped her fingernails too close and she was bleeding and you were completely distraught. Yeah. And Ellie was fine. Like yeah, the, she cried for like 20 seconds and then I cried for like three hours. Yeah. Okay. I injured Ellie yesterday and I wasn't doing anything productive. Injured her to the point where I thought maybe I broke her fingers. What did you, wait, what do you mean? I injured. Productive. You were doing something productive. You were cutting her fingernails. Oh, got and, it. And okay. you hurt her. I was just stupid and I hurt our baby. What and did I, you do? I, I mean. It feels really bad, doesn't it? Oh, and here's the thing. We're, we are so blessed with Ellie because she's so chill. And I'll bet we can count on two hands, maybe even one hand, the number of times that she has cried so hard that tears have come out of her eyes. It's rare. Sometimes she gets fussy and she's sad and she's upset, but she's not like weeping. And yesterday I made what her- What did you do to her? I bit her. What do you mean you bit her? I bit her hand. I don't know. I don't understand. We were lying on the floor. She she was lying on the blanket in the studio on the floor and, uh, you know, playing with her toys or whatever. And I laid down next to her and we were playing and she thought it was funny to like take the rattle that, um, it's the caterpillar. The okay. Yeah. The caterpillar thing. T-Bird gave it to her. Yeah. And she thought it, it, she thought it was funny to take it and touch it to my face. And then she would laugh. So she did it once and I bit it. And she thought that was so <laughs> funny. And so we did that for like the attention span of a six month, 90 seconds, right? Where she would put it near my mouth. I would bite it. She would laugh. I would let it go. She would put it away, move it away. And then she got distracted, was doing something else. Then she started paying attention to me again. And she moved her hand and I didn't know it. And she put it near my mouth again and I bit it. And I bit two of her fingers. Did she immediately cry? Screaming. Well, nope. I take that back. I bit it. And I thought, huh. That feels weird, like, because it didn't feel mm -hmm. like the piece of plastic it was before. And I think it shocked her. So there was like a delay of two or three seconds while she processed what happened. Yeah. And then she just laid on her back and it just built Aww. up to a scream. And I couldn't console her. And she was, she had tears. And she's like, you, you did this to me. And then I thought she was going to be traumatized because that little, that caterpillar thing is a famous children's book, right? Yeah. It's one, it's a book that we read all the time. The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. So now I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've traumatized her against one of like the childhood icons or whatever. Didn't we think that you had traumatized her the other night too? I don't know. 
I, I feel like you did something the other night and then she happened to have like a bad night. And, oh, I Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought I poisoned we, her. I thought, said, yeah, in one week I bit her and poisoned her. So uh, you actually did not poison her, but we give her whatever we eat. So it doesn't matter if it's spicy, what the texture is. Like we try to keep it to well, stuff that we she. Hold on. That we don't give her like, we're not cutting off a piece of steak. But if we have like something soft that she can gum, then we'll give it to her like a sauce or uh, yeah. And she likes spicy stuff. So we gave her um, some salsa. We were having dinner fair tacos and we gave her some like salsa on a tortilla, whatever. And then Jeff is like, oh, I'm going to spoon feed her salsa. And there were like two different kinds. And he picked up one and fed it to her. And her face was like. I don't know. I can't remember if she started coughing or like no, just, her she face just, was just like, her, oh my God, this is horrible. Her eyes went to be the, went, were like the size of half dollars. They just had womp. And then like, like to the point where Jeff tasted it again to be like, did I misread that? Was that like way too spicy? And it wasn't. But so then Ellie, you know, like was fussy and stuff like that. And we were putting her down and Jeff was like, oh my God, I poisoned our kid. And anyways, it was this whole thing. So twice in one week, you know, and then, I handed, you know, Ellie off the other night, the salsa night to you so I could go to bed. And then Jeff woke me up an hour and a half later. He's like, Ellie's still crying. He's like, I think she hates me. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like that's a rite of passage, but welcome. It is really hard to watch them cry, especially when it's your fault. When and she, it stinks. When she was lying on the ground, she wouldn't for a few minutes. I mean, for not for a few minutes, for... 20 to th like, she wouldn't let me touch her hand because it Aww. still hurt. So I was watching it like a hawk to make sure because she finally stopped crying. And then she was picking up her little toys and like she was using her hand and she was closing it. And I was trying to watch to make sure it wasn't swollen and it was still bending and everything. And it was. And I'm like, OK, so I didn't break her fingers. No, you didn't break her fingers. Right. I'm like, OK, so we're we're good. And. Then she goes down for her nap or whatever. And when I, when I'm changing her, I noticed that if you look at the two fingers on her right hand, you can clearly see teeth marks. Oh, I felt so bad. Jerk. Well, know. speaking of our beach trip, I realized that every time I get to this point with packing, I don't think I'm alone in this. <laughs> speaking of our beach trip, now that we're still going because we don't have to get a cast on Ellie's hand. Right. What would that look like? She would be, it would be like the reverse rock and roll because the two middle fingers. So she'd be like flipping me off. It'd be appropriate. It would be appropriate. The, her little tiny cast would be her flipping me off until her finger healed. Um. So Ellie, uh, I, I don't know why I said Ellie. That was weird. You okay? I just had it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired because I'm thinking about all the stuff that we still have to do before we leave. I get in this thing when we go on trips. And here's the thing. I've been traveling literally since I was six weeks old. I was a Delta family. I have been packing myself for a long time. I know how to pack for a trip. I cannot pack ahead of time. It stresses me out. And then I get to a point where I'm like mostly packed. Like two days ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get packed. And I put all my stuff for me, like, you know, off to the side and I had it all organized. And then I, you know, started laying out Ellie's stuff. And I get to a point before every single trip we've ever been on where I get about 80% of the way. And then I'm like, 
I don't know what I packed. Not only do I not know what I packed, I don't know what to pack. Like I have a packing block. So I'm confused. Where I just get kind of disoriented around packing. And I'm like walking around Ellie's room and just looking at stuff saying, should I pack that? Should I pack that? Should I? Because I. I'm I'm confused. Now my dad would say you should have a list and it should be laminated. So you know what you're taking every time. However, with someone I, I just can't, my brain just doesn't operate that way. Even with a list, I would still feel like, okay, I'm missing something. What am I missing? What am I missing? I don't understand though what you're saying because you started off by talking about how you've been traveling your whole life. Exactly. It doesn't and make sense. Why do I have packing block? So is this new? No, but I realized it's something yesterday when I was packing, I was like, oh my gosh, I've hit a wall with packing and I'm just walking around aimlessly wondering what to pack. And then I'm like, so it's I not- do that every time. And then oh. I'm like, why do I do that? I have been traveling my entire life. When do you, do you ever do that where you get nervous? You're going to forget stuff. And the thing is I shouldn't even be nervous because wherever we're going, usually, especially right now, there's a target where we're going. There's a grocery store. So there is nothing in this house. I'm going to regret saying this. There is nothing in this house that I could leave behind that I couldn't replace. Or you, yeah. But I do that not with packing. I don't think I do it with packing. I do it with cleaning up for whatever reason. Yeah, you do do that with cleaning up. Like if I'm unloading the dishwasher and cleaning the kitchen I will, like when I unload the dishwasher, any any pots and pans, I put on the stove. Like I put them away last, I think because they have to be stacked and organized and stuff. So I just set them on the stovetop. And then by the time I finish unloading the whole dishwasher and wiping down the counter, I'm like, eh, they can just stay there. I, I always wondered why, how you get to that point. Cause I'll wake up and go to work while Jeff is still sleeping and there's just dishes out. Like they're out of the dishwasher, but they're not put away. I'm like, what? What I, is up? I do that with laundry too. Like I'll throw some laundry in and then I'll take out like. I think a lot of people do that with laundry. But I'll do like 85% of it. Like I'll put away oh. my socks. I'll put away my underwear. I'll put away my t-shirts. But. Then you're like, I'm bored. Yeah. It's like this 85% thing. And then it's, you just get a block and you're like, I don't even know where my shorts go. I have no idea what, what drawer my, and you do, but it's just kind of, I don't know. So I'm just over it. Maybe and, that's it. Maybe I've just lost interest. Oh. Um, well, good job at least doing most of it a couple of days ago. So when you get to the, because here's the thing on like cleaning up the kitchen, I can leave those pots on the stove forever. Yeah. When will you finish the last 15% of packing? I'll do the sweep of the house, make sure I got everything. And I think maybe I overcompensate because I have ADHD that I'm not medicated for. So one of my coping mechanisms is to like repeat in my head over and over and over what I need. And again, logic would say, make a list, keep it. But I feel like every time we go on a trip, there's something different that I need, or we have a different, you know, charger for something, or I don't know. I don't feel like there's a foolproof packing list. I feel like my, my thinking, cause I'm refusing to be stressed about this first beach trip with, with Ellie. Like, I just want to enjoy it. So my thinking is as long as we have the stuff to do the show, as long as we have the stuff to keep Ellie safe, 
we are 15 minutes from a target. Yeah. So if I get down there and realize they didn't bring any underwear, guess what? You're going to target. Going to target. Um, if you follow any of these, um, I don't know. I don't even know what they're called. Like, I don't want to say motivational. Maybe, I don't know. That might be the best way to describe them. But these people on Instagram or social media who are, who are trying to get you to, to better yourself, these self-improvement gurus, so many of them talk about morning habits, like get up a half hour earlier, uh, drink a glass of water as soon as you get out of bed, uh, don't look at your phone for an hour like all these mm -hmm. rules, write in your journal as soon as you wake up, all this stuff. And I would read that stuff and see it and think, God, that would be so great if I could just implement some of those things. And I, the water one, I have I do intermittently, but other than that, I don't really follow any of them. Mm -hmm. And I read something yesterday, and I'm like, oh, if alleviated it relieved me of a burden because it's talking about morning habits that seem healthy that all of these people promote that you need to look at differently like for example the uh get up in the morning and write a to-do list the first thing you should do is write a to-do list and put your most difficult task at the top for a lot of people that would cause stress and anxiety. Such as you. Because all you're doing is you're getting up in the morning and you're m making a list of all the stuff that you have to do that day. Mm -hmm. You are immediately creating schedules, deadlines, and opportunities to fail. So this article says, what if you got up in the morning and if you wanted to write something, what if you wrote all of your accomplishments from the day before? Like all of your wins. Or don't write anything at all. Like so many people say, oh, get up in the morning and spend 10 minutes writing into a, you know, writing a journal, like filling out a journal. But if you're not a person who communicates through writing, that's actually going to start your day with stress and anxiety. It's, I even like writing and that would stress me out. It's well-intentioned, mm -hmm. but it's not necessary. I think that's something that you know, you see all the time in self-care, it's like, go get a manicure or, you know, go take a bath or whatever. Well, some people hate baths. So right. that's not a good suggestion for self-care. And I don't particularly like getting my nails done. I get really antsy and I don't like sitting there and I hate people touching my feet. So to me, I do it, you know, to keep the hooves pretty. But other than that, I really don't enjoy it. So when people say make very specific suggestions like that, it kind of like, you know, depends on the person. Like I can get out a sentence of gratitude every morning, but That's I'm it. not writing anything. Yeah. Here's something uh, that they mentioned in the article that I highlighted just for you. Oh, goody. There is merit in reserving your bed for sleeping and intimacy only and not using it to check your emails or scroll social media. But that doesn't have to be the rule if it doesn't work for you. It's fine if you want to wake up, scroll through your phone, check your emails, and set your intentions for the day. If scrolling through your phone or reading a book 
or just lying there through a couple of snooze hits puts you in the right mind frame to get up and have a stress-free morning, then that certainly is the right thing Ooh, to do. Oh, that defies your original advice to me. I know. Jeff's original advice to me forever since I've had this crazy morning schedule is to not snooze because he thinks it makes you more tired. I don't feel that way. I love a gradual wake up and I don't snooze really anymore. Like the first time I hit the snooze button, I don't go back to sleep anymore. I use my second, like my snooze as, hey, stop reading your email, get out of bed and take a shower. So the first one I actually do get up. The second one is like, Hey, you've been staring at your phone for too long. You know what I'm going to look at when I'm on the beach Hmm. or look up when I'm on the beach? Why are all snooze alarms nine minutes? You ever notice that? Hmm. Every snooze. I love that. Like we have Google at our fingertips and and you're like, when I get to the beach, my beach read, that's what it's going to be. That's what I'm going to figure out this week. I'm going to I'm going to look that up and I'm going to solve that mystery. There are so many things to love about Rothy's shoes. And one of the things I love the most is that their styles are sustainably made with materials like plastic water bottles. So they're taking water bottles that would have otherwise wound up in landfills and turning them into beautiful bags and shoes. Not only are they sustainably made, they're fully machine washable. Yes, I said machine washable and the most comfortable shoes that I own. Too many times you have to choose between style or comfort, especially with flats, but not when you own Rothy's. I love the sneaker style, which is my favorite on the go casual shoe. I just got the gray uh, camo print and I love them. And when I want to dress it up a little bit, I go for the loafers, which are awesome for work and also super comfortable because they're Rothy's, you know, say goodbye to sacrificing comfort for fashion. With Rothy's, you don't have to. Upgrade your closet with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Plus, they just launched men's shoes, so make sure to check them out for you or the guy in your life. Head to rothys.com slash upside to find your new favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. If you could dream up the perfect toothbrush, what would it do? Would it have multiple levels of cleaning so that you could go for a deep, even whitening type clean or a more gentle, sensitive gum clean or even the ability to clean your tongue? Would it have that? I bet it would. Would it have a charge that lasts for days or weeks? And would it be beautiful? Would it be in colors like green dream, gray mist or mauve cloud? What would your dream toothbrush be like? I'll bet it already exists. It's a Bruch toothbrush. A Bruch toothbrush is an electric toothbrush that looks beautiful on your bathroom counter, and it comes with a subscription service, meaning you never have to worry about getting brush heads or even remembering to change them because every six months they arrive in the mail. And because you're an Upside listener, you can get your hands on a Bruch toothbrush right now with a refill plan for 15% off, and you can take advantage of their new colors, the Gray Mist, the Green Dream, the Mauve cloud that are only available for a limited time. So you got to buy today before they're gone. Get 15% off your Bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use promo code upside at Bruce.com. That's 15% off using promo code upside at B-R-U-U-S-H.com. 
We talk a lot on the show about micro anxieties, and those are the little things that drive you a tiny bit crazy every single day until you take care of them. If your bra is something that's making you a little bit uncomfortable every day, it's time to try Third Love. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside and take the fitting room quiz. They're going to ask you a bunch of questions about the fit of your current bra, and then they're going to suggest the perfect Third Love size and style for you. The fitting room quiz was spot on for me and it forever changed the way I'll view wearing bras because my bras now are so comfortable. Not only is the fit incredible, but the classic t-shirt bra is the most comfortable bra I've ever worn. So much so that I replaced all of my bras with third love bras. Don't let your bra drive you nuts. Treat yourself with something that fits like it was made just for you with third love. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 20% off today. Today's quote of the day. Doing what you like is freedom. Liking what you do, that's happiness. I have been playing catch up uh, this week with some of the other podcasts that Jeff and I have. Well, it's really Jeff has like mentored these podcasts and, you know, they're under the 1022 family now that we have a 1022. (laughs) Um, And I've been catching up on episodes Oh my gosh. Are these people so talented? If you haven't listened to the one I've been binging right now, cause I'm behind is Cheaties, which is by two stand-up comedians and it's about cheating, but it always ends with like an empowering, like, you know, like it, a- it's just, it's weird because the topic by nature is kind of negative, but it's so funny. The premise behind Catherine and Lace in the show was getting cheated on. They've both been cheated on. So getting cheated on sucks, but there's all like that. There's lessons to be taken with you. There's lessons to be taken with you. And you can decide whether to be miserable about it or as time goes on, just laugh at it. And they're choosing obviously the, the laugh role. So they help other people tell their stories and it's very funny. It is so funny and so well done. And it, I saw a comment on their podcast, uh, like the reviews or whatever that said, you know, I came from the upside and I wasn't sure how I was going to like this show, but it is freaking hilarious and it's so awesome. And it's hard to explain how you could possibly make cheating funny, relatable, but also moving and empowering. And that's exactly what the show does. So that's one of the shows, which is awesome. And the second show that I can't believe that we haven't talked more about is Certified Mama's Boy. And um, Kramer is a radio friend of Jeff's that was fired, what, like a year ago, maybe? Kind of the same thing you know, happened where he was in a position where he had been a really successful radio host Then he got fired. He didn't know what to do. And Jeff's like, bing, I have an idea. Yeah. Start a podcast. So he had this super cool thing. His mom is a pastor. I don't know if she's a current pastor. I'm I don't clear think so. on that, I think but she retired. was. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like been in the church and stuff like that. And she is the most encouraging woman on planet earth. And every day she would send him a motivational text message of like, Hey, I'm thinking of you this today. And it wasn't religious based a lot of the time. So he started a podcast 
that, that's kind of similar to ours flow wise, but the beginning is his mom on the show. And she is like the most encouraging, but also peaceful human being I have ever heard speak. Like usually peaceful people can have a tendency to like, you know, put you to sleep like Delilah. Yeah. How she talks like this. And right. you're like, unless you've had three cups of coffee, she's going to make you fall asleep. I was always fascinated by Delilah on the radio because she was Delilah. she was always on in the evening. And I just thought of poor people who had to like drive Uber or whatever and enjoyed the music. But then her voice would come on. And you're, and like, you're like, don't oh, fall asleep. Don't God. fall asleep. Yes. <laughs> Um, so that is our other podcast is, is the, um, certified mama's boy podcast. Nancy Yancey is Steve Kramer's mom and she is such a delight. And if you love the up- upside, you will love the perspective that she brings. And I love that she's so non-judgy and Kramer's like, says it like it is. And he's kind of got an edge and he is so, He's a sweet guy, but they are definitely different personalities. So it's a really cool mix. And I've been binging our shows for the past like two weeks. They are so funny. Certified Mama's Boy, Cheaties. I will put them in the show notes. If you haven't checked them out yet, you will love them. And of course, our new one, Mom's on Call. And Mom's on Call. Uh, Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Number one, the top mosquito cities in the United States of America. I have the top 10 list. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the 10 cities on this list are big upside listener cities. Okay. So I'm sorry. Uh, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina is number 10. Charlotte, North Carolina is number nine. Miami, Detroit, New York, New York. That rounds out the top, uh, the the uh, five or 10 through five, then or 10 through six. Number five is Chicago. Number four is Dallas. Three is Washington, D.C. Two is Atlanta. Of course it is. And number one, Los Angeles, California. Here's what's surprising to me about that is you would think that it's like Savannah, Georgia or somewhere super marshy, swampy, hot, gross. You know, it's not enough humans to feed on. They got to go to the big cities. Mm. Number two of my three random things. If you want better sleep at night, here's when you should give up caffeine for the day. Now, remember, caffeine is not just coffee. Caffeine's also in chocolate. Caffeine's also in Coca-Cola. Caffeine's in a lot of places. And you should stop drinking caffeine six hours before you go to bed. That's how long it stays in your system. So if uh, you want to go to bed at 11 o'clock, do not have that icy cold Coca-Cola after 5 p.m. Because it'll keep you up. And I was fascinated by this. One in three people in their 80s have no sense of smell. Uh, Weird. Yeah. Uh, your sniffer declines in efficiency naturally as you age. And 33% of adults over the age of 80 have no sense of smell. That seems super high. And those are my three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com upside for your exclusive discount. You can call us anytime about anything. 800-434-5454. 
We love your messages, and your feedback helps us create the best show for you. I am going to do something after we finish recording this show that is causing me tremendous anxiety. Okay. I have a, I don't know what it's called, like a briefcase or a, a, ba- a work bag that I've had for years, and it's filled with paperwork, mainly just notes. Like Yeah, we talked about this when we went up to New York. Yeah. Because your whole goal was to purge. Yep. And I purged a lot of it. We came, when did we go to New York? Beginning of March, was it, I think? Yeah. Because you went back to work in the middle of March. Yeah. Beginning of March. That bag came home from New York and has sat in my office until about four hours ago when I took the laptop uh, upstairs to charge it. Yeah. I have not touched, there's still papers in there. I have not touched it for middle, you know, beginning of March to the beginning of April to the beginning of May, so for two and a half months. So I now think that I can throw everything out and it's causing me so much anxiety. Okay, first of all, you're, I think that you, the the way, I'm glad that you didn't tell me that before because I think that the way that you handle your goals and the way that I handle my goals, like my to-do list is so vastly different that had I known that stuff was sitting in here for three months, it would have made me panic. Really? Yeah, because you start a lot of projects and then you don't really like follow through with them. Like you are totally fine bookending projects like seven months down the road. For me, when I see it on a to-do list, I'm like, oh my gosh, got across it. But I did, I, I did, the the bag went to New York with me and I remember sitting- But you the, didn't finish it. Yeah, I did. I purged all the stuff. Everything that was remade, that I didn't purge, I'm like, oh, this is stuff that I need. My point- Oh, your point is, is that since you haven't used it in two months, no longer needed. And I couldn't even tell you what it is. I am surprised that you are not dancing about that. Um, it causes me anxiety because at one point I thought I needed it. Yeah. So obviously there's some value to it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to decide right now is whether I look through it again or if I just take everything out and go. Gone. Just gone. Are there any bills in there? No. Bills, okay. would, bills yeah. would have been paid. Checks would have been deposited. Then I think you get rid of it. Without even looking at it again? Yeah. Ooh. You know what? I, this, I did the same thing with my closet. Remember, I purged my closet. I went through like this rage cleaning before I went back to work. I kept maybe a fifth of my closet, if that, and I donated the rest of it. And I, I didn't look at the bag twice. I didn't go through it. I didn't say, well, Ooh. maybe I want that. It's gone. And you know what? I donated it before I could look at it again and obsess over what it was. So you just gotta like do it, like do it on trash day. And then there's no turning back. There is no possible way for you to get those papers back. Clean break, pull the bandaid. Hey, Callie and Jeff, I had to pause today's episode. This is Robin and I'm kind of giggling a little listening to Jeff about the whole 50 thing. And I just want you to know you're not the only one out there. I think I'm close to your age, maybe a year or two younger. Um, And my husband is quite a bit older than me. And he was 50 when our son was born. And he's always said that who was thinking I'm going to have prime parking when it comes to high school graduation. 
maybe turn around how you think and just realize all the benefits you'll have. You'll have a close parking, and you may even have a front row seat for her uh, graduation. So if you look at it that way, it doesn't seem quite so bad. Love your show. Bye. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience. With Lightstream, you can get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit on a credit card consolidation loan. That's going to do a few things. One, it's going to save you a ton of money in interest. Two, it's going to consolidate all of your bills that are due at different times during the month and are tough to keep track of. It's going to consolidate all of those down into one easy payment one time a month. And because you're paying a lower interest rate, it's going to save you money. This is cold, hard cash in your pocket every month. So look it up. See what you're paying in interest right now on your outstanding credit card balances. And then imagine that money being a raise that you're getting in the form of money from you in your pocket. It's possible with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. Just for Upside listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash upside. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash upside. Subject to credit approval rates range from 5.95% APR to 19.99% APR and include 0.5% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions to apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash upside for more information. So I'm listening to the Hack My Passwords episode. I'm a little behind. And I'm an IT manager, and Jeff is absolutely right. You should take a familiar date, split it in half, and have a word and some punctuation. Another thing you could do is take a lyric from a song. So if you're going to do the um, Bruno's Mars song, Count On Me, you could actually do... um, Count on me, all ran together, and then one, two, three. The key is to have at least 13 to 15 digits, have some symbols in there, have a capital letter in there, um, and some words. You should also not have the same password for your social media accounts as you do your banking accounts and your credit cards. That's very dangerous because if your um, Facebook account gets hacked and they get your password, now they know your uh, Wells Fargo or Capital One account password. That's bad. All right. So, anywho, I will talk to you later. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Hillary from Atlanta, Georgia, and I am calling. I just took my nine-month-old to the beach and life-changing hack bring a paintbrush because you can just dust the sand off of your baby no harm and then he's complete or she's completely sandless so bring a paintbrush tiny you just throw it in your beach bag and you're good to go hey kelly this is kathy from Lawrenceville. just calling to let you know we when we go to the beach we bring a uh, blow-up boat, like a little kitty boat. It's easier to drag because it has a string on it, and if you fill it up with water, and you can also use it in the pool, too. Um, the other tip I had was when you go to the beach and you're getting ready to pack up, bring a little thing of baby powder. It helps get the sand off the kids' legs and their feet and all over. It just kind of absorbs the water, and the sand falls off. And those are my two tips.
Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, Jeff and Callie. So excited for you taking the baby to the beach. Um, I have four children, three grown, and have made many, many trips to the beach. Definitely a baby pool under the tent. Get a easy up canopy tent. Um, also, I've bought a small, the smallish cot that sets up really easy and quick and comes in a little carry bag for naps. And baby powder um, helps just use a little bit of baby powder on that wet sand on their legs or whatever. It makes it brush off a lot easier. Bye. Have fun. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Sarah from Ohio. I'm calling about the baby kid beach hack. You can bring a fitted sheet and, like, in one corner do the cooler, the other corner do a, um, like, a pool tote. Basically, you just put something heavy in the four corners, and they've got, like, a sand-free place to play. So, yeah, hope you guys have a great trip. Bye. Life is short. We spend so much time sweating the small stuff, worrying, wishing, wanting, waiting for something bigger instead of focusing on the simple blessings that surround us every day. Life is so fragile, and it takes a single moment to change everything you take for granted. Focus on what's important and be grateful. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Jessica from Florida. 